When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, happy Monday. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like, subscribe, leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. Brock. Suns getting a dub last night. Sure that the merchandise lock. Two for ones and sun shirts. You'd love to see that. Kyler Murray was, Murray was Corey Bo Brock. And I didn't help but wonder. Watching K1 with Hollywood Brand, Justin Pearson Pews in the office as well. It's like, where are those good vibes, vibes for us? I need those good vibes, and I need them in the pairing of Dev, Devin Booker and Murray. Yeah, you'd like to see some sort of like uh, common group. We've seen Devin Booker lead the Phoenix Suns from 10 years of futility out of a rebuild. And here on the biggest stage, they had a finals appearance. They had a 60-win season, and now they've evened things out which is absolutely legendary performance after legendary performances. We'll get Johnny Venerable back up here. But, I mean, you can see as far as, far as comps go, you know, both are going to be 26 this year. You've got Devin Booker already 26. you got Kyler Murray who's going to be 26 in August. But, obviously, Devin Booker getting to the NBA at the age that he did, getting a few more seasons under his belt. But he went through a ton of losing before getting to this point. Kyler Murray kind of getting a little bit of a reverse on this. He had, you know, the bad season to start his rookie season. Uh, then you had the eight and eight year, of course, the collapse at the end of his of his uh, sophomore season. And then you had this Cardinals run to the postseason with an epic just collapse in the postseason. Then now it's like Kyler Murray, the Cardinals organization are hitting the reset button and they have to kind of go through this rebuild again and hopefully come out on the other side. So Kyler Murray, He's got a long way to go here, Johnny. And people, uh, it's a polarizing t- kind of conversation to have. People don't like you to compare the two value superstars to each other. People think that Kyler Murray is far from the status of Devin Booker, despite them being similar ages, 25 and 26, respectively. Well, it's not it's not fair to Kyler Murray in this sense. Is that, that Devin Booker, when he was, was drafted Phoenix Suns, they, they were not a team for, what, half, half a decade? And then, like, right before the bubble play- playoff, right, right, they had hot, and they missed the playoffs. But everybody's, like, on the cusp, on, on the cusp. Of course, the miraculous NBA Finals, finals run three years ago, that, that was six years of perennial losing for this, this franchise. And it, and it took Chris Paul, parent Devin Booker, to kind of get them over the hump. And, hump. and it's, Heather Murray's been, how long, uh, uh, Arizona? He's been in, in Arizona for four seasons. Yeah, one one of was a postseason season birth, one of which was was offensive rookie of the year, and so it's frustrating. I'm for Kyler just to say like number one, the less that I that I can control as opposed to Devin Booker five on five on the, on the basketball court, and then number two is yeah. well, can I have the amount of time time that Devin Booker was was given? Yeah, no, and it's 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 fair it's fair to say and go go to bat for for the Cardinals franchise quarterback, and yeah, I mean it, Kyler Murray. It's going to be, you'd love to say that he's going to get uh, at least a little bit of a longer leash coming off of the serious knee injury, but there's going to be an expectation for him to come back and then regain the form that he had, you know, in going into his third season and, and how he played those first eight games of that season. Because even before the injury, I think there was a lot that people felt like they didn't see from Kyler Murray. They saw, no doubt about it, his toughest season as a pro, and he needs to get back on schedule. But as far as if he can get back on schedule, if he can hold up his end of the bargain, which is is saying a lot, but if you watch the highlights and you see what he's capable of, you certainly know that he's shown glimpses of greatness, then it's on the organization. And the organization needs to match him like the Suns did book. Right. I mean, as far as getting the right GM in there, they got James Jones after having Ryan McDonough for so many seasons and, and you know, kind of being an unpopular figure and trying to 
navigate them through that rebuild and losing as much as they needed to and trust the process to steal from the Philadelphia 76ers, get the right GM in there. They feel like they have the right GM now, Monty Austin Ford, and they feel like they have the right coach in Jonathan Gannon, and now is is getting the players on par with Kyler Murray. Now, there's certainly been talent on the Cardinals roster. It's been very top-heavy talent, and you know, if, if it, you had zero margin for error, uh, and you know, I think one thing that Devin Booker has shown that Kyler Murray has shown, I think, in his own right, just not as consistently, is the ability to elevate teams, right? And sometimes yeah. take teams that aren't necessarily as talented and put them in in contending or competing uh, spots. So, didn't see that last year in in such a what have you done for me lately league. I think that that's where people are going to kind of hang on at the, when we have this conversation here on May 8th, 2023, where Kyler Murray's got one of two diff- directions to go here. He can, you know, go continue to decline that he showed a little bit last year, or he can come back and go the other direction and trend in the right direction and trend up. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think Kyler Murray, though, I, I, I think it's a little bit unfair. The criticism yeah, that he's gotten. Let's, let's, try, let's try your mic again. It, it, somehow it got worse. I don't know. It's <laughs> That's worse. It's not getting worse. <laughs> Sounds right. like you're, uh, you've got a, you're, you're broadcasting into a tin can. Not sure what's going have on there. Producer, so have producer Shane take over for a hot minute. Yeah, my, my producer Shane is trying to take over. My but, equipment has not changed. Yeah, just stop talking. It hurts my ears. They're actually, <laughs> I believe, I can feel liquid. I think it's uh, blood is uh, starting to pour out of my ears. I yeah, I'm not sure what was going on there. We're gonna try to get hey, Johnny bro. back on track. We'll just call it technical issues, right? Technical yeah. difficulties. What's going on? Oh, you know, just yeah. case of the Mondays. Am I right? Yeah, it's Mondays. Right? Lasagna. <laughs> Let's hope this isn't uh, what's in the forecast for Arizona sports big, the rest of the afternoon. Are you a big Garfield fan? Uh, I I was pretty indifferent on, on Garfield. <laughs> you didn't read it in the no, comments. but I I, I, I don't understand. Here's what I'll say about I think where you're going with this uh-huh. is this cat this feline hated Mondays and he didn't yeah. even have a job. He didn't have any yeah. responsibilities. That's true. And he's sitting there and he's he's droning on about that Mondays. Was, that was a flaw. In it. I had a couple I had a couple of comic books. I drew a comic actually. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Do you want to hear about it? No, I actually okay. don't. Right. I actually don't. Sorry, I Chad. just look. You're, you're Shane. You're, you follow the Suns yeah. really closely. You've you've been through the ten years of futility, and then for them to come out on the other side, and it's like we forget about those ten years. And it's like the Arizona Cardinals are just starting on their own journey to be lame. But of that, like we're hopefully it's not as long, right? Because it feels like with the ownership and where you were limited there with Sarver back in the day. And as far as where the front office was limited, that the Arizona Cardinals at least can maybe have a head start on that and not completely waste a player of the caliber of Kyler Murray. And, and you had the luxury of wasting a few years of Devin Booker and he's only 26 now. Yeah. It, it- I think for specifically with the Suns, it was kind of like a, a gradual like descent into kind of an acceptance, like, okay, they're gonna be bad. Like mm-hmm. and they, they had to hit on a couple picks and they had their dragon benders and their Josh Jacksons yeah. that didn't pan out. But the Cardinals, obviously, it's it's been like just a cliff. They've just fallen off. Like yeah. one year they're undefeated through however many games, and then two years later they are supposed to be the worst team in the NFL. Like it's crazy how how the projection has changed so fast. Um, let's see if Johnny's working. Johnny. All right. It's not my my internet. Here we go. Okay. Now we're back. I was supposed nope. to because I wanted to talk. We're about not back. No? We're not back. It's a it's a stream problem. We got issues with Streamyard. Keep keep it going. <laughs> Shane was talking about the uh, well. I mean, yeah, the expectation for losing and, and setting that and, and taking down the expectations after a postseason appearance previous year and then the bottom out at four and 13 and then people realizing like okay you know you you got the quarterback right in 2019 and but you didn't exactly follow the rules you tried the buck like the traditional rebuild and it caught up with you like you didn't do it the right way it's by drafting back-to-back first rounds inside linebackers you didn't emphasize premium positions you didn't look at you know you, you were able to get deandre hopkins but then you started to kind of go out there and you got not one, but two of your primary receivers are under six feet, which is not a good way to win in this game. So they they just, they went against the grain so far too often and they didn't hit on that to where they don't, they, they have to hit the full reset and restart this thing this off season. And we're in the midst of that. 
And when we have conversations, that's why these conversations are so unpopular. It's like, okay, Devin Booker, Kyler Murray, the two are not the same. No. I, you just don't feel like it's ever going to reach that point? I, I, one, they're, they just have such different paths. I mean, Book, obviously, a much later draft pick. And, and Kyler being the number one, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think the comparison is closer to Kyler and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, like, and and, and, and and I don't think, I mean. The video but, game thing? That's, no, that's, that's no, a, <laughs> no, no. But you look at the complaints and they're very similar with, with fans. You yeah. know, it's the drive and does he even care about this team? And and I, and I think, you know, DAs are a lot more warranted, not as warranted as, as I think fans think they are, but more than what Kyler is, like, there is no solid to what people think about Kyler Murray. I think there's just, it's a bunch of storylines that people want them to be. And, and I love, I, I love the idea and I love the, what it can be, but I don't think there necessarily needs to be a such similarities between two of the stars in this, in this state with between sports. And I, but I'm glad that, that they interact the way they do. Yeah. There's some great synergy that's going on. And, you know, I don't think anybody can, deny Kyler Murray uh, saying that he doesn't kind of come to the, and embrace this community. They, they always want to kind of hold on to the crutch. Like he, he leaves as soon as the, the final whistle blows on the season, heads back to Texas. But he's shown throughout this offseason since they, uh, you know, since his, his knee surgery that he did have done by the Dallas Cowboys team doctor, who was world renowned for his ability to uh, do these ACLs, reconstructions like he had and then they got the stitch in the meniscus uh that in the, all, ever since then he's been back in az for, for the majority of the time he's been air, in arizona he you know from the very jump with jonathan gannon he embraces his new head coach that was great to see and then we've seen him at the facility we saw him at the mole at Moeller arena he was there uh just kind of a mixed uh just kind of embrace to kyler murray was it a boo was it was there a smattering of cheers he was there with his teammates watching a hockey game watching the coyotes in their season finale and then he was at the he's been at the suns game he's been at the facility he was at the george Strait chris stapleton concert on friday night taking in country music he's he's done he's been in the valley he's been around he's just like you and i he's just somebody that's He's he's in the area consistently, and he's. It seems like he's what the team has said. He's attacking his rehab, so it's like all these things that have been asked for of him at this point. He's doing, and then yeah. the next, there, it, we're still very far away from the next step of this to just see how things go. Is when he returns to the playing field, and, and we're so far from that to where we can't even really make a true determination of what this thing's going to look like. Yeah, and and and. Book luckily has never, knock on wood, has never had to go through a a rehab cycle quite like what Kyler Murray is doing. You know, this is the the worst injury in sports, and so you don't know how he'd necessarily respond to it. You would think he'd respond the same way. I mean, when Book you know injures his hamstring like he has in the past, it's 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 a quick recovery, and that can only speak volumes about what he does on and off the the court with his body. Um, and I think Kyler can treat it the same way. And um, yeah, you just hope that as a fan base, you could start to embrace your starting quarterback more. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I don't know what what the next step is and why it hasn't come completely to fans, but it's it's just still so early. Yeah, winning fixes yeah, a lot of things, but sure. but, but so even does when they were winning. so does just just is with this organization steps in the in the right direction would show you know the offense coming out and competing. Let's take a look at some of these chats. Uh, most of them at uh, Johnny's disposal here. So he's Jose saying Johnny's got the max five thousand. Uh, Corey saying write a letter, Johnny. Upgrade to uh, AOL. Um, we've got let's see, Jalen Blair saying crazy that Booker is already compared completed his eighth season in the NBA. He's been around a while. Needs to go out to a rising game when it's hundred degrees out. See, oh, he's talking about Kyler showing his commitment. Dollar <laughs> uh, beer night. Yeah. Jalen, a new scheme system can do wonders for a player. Look at what McDaniel's offense has done for Tua. Ooh, 
we talk about Tua? Hoping Petsing, not <laughs> we're not gonna deep dive Tua here. Tua. Hoping Petsing's offense can do the same for Kyler. I think what Petsing's offense is gonna do is he's gonna take a little bit of pressure off Kyler Murray. He's gonna put him under center. He's gonna get to hand the ball off. He's gonna go from a pass heavy offense to more of a run heavy offense. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what the organization can do to alleviate some of the pressures that's been put on an, on a quarterback that's been asked to do almost uh, an impossible thing and, and elevate an organization that beyond just a roster, it, it, it's been dysfunctional from, from the coaching staff to the front office to ownership. You know, and Devin Booker, I think that's where you can continue to look at the similarities is he had to deal with, with similar issues before you know, Robert Sarver was a blind squirrel and found a nut in James Jones and, and somebody to properly build this. And it, it does feel like the Cardinals have found a guy in, in a roster architect and Monty Osport that can do that. And same thing goes with, with Jonathan Gannon. But we haven't seen Gannon. We haven't seen Petsing. We haven't seen these things uh, put in motion. But uh, it, also, it also feels, I mean, book, obviously that bubble run is so unique and you can't really replicate that. But he did, he, and he was the face of the franchise, but he did build that culture. Like he, he led by example. Um, and and my question is, do you, do you do you think do you think Kyler does that? Do you think yeah. he, he tries? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's he, as far as what he's been asked of right now, he's done it. But these are easy things. These are layups, right? I mean, as far as showing up, rehabbing, those are just things that he has to do in order to to just continue his career uh to to hit roster bonuses to hit it to cash in on some of the things that he he, he signed with his new contract but also embracing the new coaching staff like you have to say okay that that's good that that's a step in the right direction but are we going to see what are we going to see come training camp what are we going to see come preseason does he change his perspective as far as how to approach preseason and then w- what's going to happen you know when he gets back and the Cardinals are undermanned roster wise. They don't have, they don't stack up, you know, as far as just talent wise against the rest of the NFL as of right now, like how is he going to deal with, are we going to see the same Kyler on the sidelines that gets criticized, you know, way too much, but I don't think, you know, it gets criticized so often that you have to defend him uh, just to get to a neutral ground. So here's, here's another question too. Do you think that losing, like Book did with a 19 win yeah. season, helped install instill that. Also, do you think Kyler yeah. needs to have a rock bottom? There, yeah, I think there was there was obviously that was a, that was a necessary evil. Like this organization was just not sustainable. Uh, you didn't want to run it. Like it was it was even dangerous that they were running it back after an 11 win playoff appearance. It seemed like in hindsight anybody could see that that was the wrong move. That they weren't doing things the right way. And then now, like, this is a chance to do things right. Now, you know, you feel like you have this, the people in place, but everybody looks good, you know, to in shorts, on practice field, and, and as far as just just making moves, like as far as rebuilding, winning four, four games, you're given a ton of draft capital already. You're drafting at the top of each round. You're also, you've got, they're, they're clearing cap space, so they'll be able to rebuild the roster. And, and those are things that you can easily do, but then it comes the time like you saw a Ryan McDonough for the Suns who didn't really know how to evaluate talent outside of the Booker pick at 13th overall. You saw him struggle. You mentioned Dragon Bender. You mentioned Josh Jackson. Those were two top five misses. What was was uh, Jack? Both were fourth overall, right? I think think so bender might have been three i still remember where i was when bender. that was a bad draft i, I mean that was the honest draft yeah yeah that that's, was just that's how bad the pick was um <laughs> so if 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 monty awesome fort can be you know as bad as mcdonough was in james jones has been good where he's hit on guys like mikhail bridges like cam johnson that they were parlay into more talent on this roster if monty awesome fort can do the same thing for the arizona cardinals roster it makes life for kyler murray little bit easier but i am like a game like the raiders game could be like yeah like the clippers game right like when, when he hit that game winner that's right that, that's comparable yeah no doubt about it and you know I, I you could probably point to another performance in kyler murray's career where you know he put up five total touchdowns i don't know if that's still you know the nfl equivalent to 70 points that's that's probably a seven touchdown game uh but it's it, it, it might be unfair at this point 
to to make the comparison, but as far as you know, the talent that we've seen on display with with Devin Booker and Kyler Murray, and you know, obviously there's other things that go into it. That Kyler Murray can be the franchise quarterback to take the Cardinals out of the rebuild, and it's just going to be where they are in, in in the stages of the rebuild. This is this is the very beginning of it. To where Devin Booker. I think that they they realized that they got lightning in the bottle in the middle of this 10-year brutal stretch for the Suns organization, a, a time that they'd never seen. And they say, oh, we hit on somebody. Okay, we can build around him. And, and it seems like the Arizona Cardinals have decided to do that. Uh, it, it's just now they're going to do it where they're going to have to pay ton of money in doing so we're still trying to figure out are we gonna is johnny just done for the day no he, he he's figuring it out he's, he's figuring out okay yeah. he's he's restarting his his computer it's a i think it's like a matador 360 <laughs> it should take some alienware maybe. a couple hours i appreciate everybody dealing with us uh hanging in with us uh let's see what do we got here in the in the uh, chat somebody said don't forget kelly Uber helped oh kelly he did yeah, you know he's not wrong. yeah you can't deny that Tsunami poppy that was the valley valley boys right yeah that was the valley boys mike levins still believe he will be gone in two years it, it's think the pressure goes up if you have the number one pick uh what do we got jose said Jalen Blair, one of the big difference Booker plays a game where he can take the game over if he wants to, where Kyler plays one of the most dependent sp- yep. positions in sports. Yeah, no doubt about it. He can't throw and catch it himself. Uh, one one area with that Kyler Murray has to get back to is throwing the deep ball. He was brutal last season. I think uh, Walter Sharp, who does some great football breakdowns, analytics, goes into deep into the stats. Uh, Kyler Murray was 10 for 46, throwing beyond 20 yards last year. 10 for 46, that's like 20%. That's just Kyler Murray used to be known for his deep ball accuracy where he, he was highly successful in 2021. He fell off a cliff in 2022. Now that, you know, you got the, the two high looks that became popular last year that, uh, that kind of took him out of his, out of his game. And then you also had Cliff Kingsbury, not really making any adjustments as well. That was uh that didn't help out Kyler Murray's cases at all either. Um, what else do we have? D-hop? Any news on D Hop? I mean, it remains the same. Last thing we've heard about DeAndre Hopkins was from Ian Rappaport on Pat McAfee saying it just feels like they're moving forward together. The Arizona Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins. Sean Paul Edwards De Dios saying his regressions on his deep ball. It was shocking. And that was what I was getting into. There was uh Sharp had taken 18 Kyler Murray's longest throws last year. He connected on one. One for eighteen on his longest throws, and it, that was a that was a spot when they were cooking in twenty twenty one. Kyler Murray was hitting for deep, big splash, big play uh, ability from Kyler Murray with his arm, and they also saw you know in the red zone teams had the ability to take his legs away. So Kyler Murray, I mean his big play ability, it has to come back in order for him to kind of be that franchise signal caller that everybody remembers him to be can he get back on track doing that we want to help you get back on trap obviously over the weekend kentucky derby was big the suns evening the series at two games apiece and if you were in on any of those and you hit on those congratulations on the bet mgm app it's of course the official sports book of phnx use the code phnx when signing up for bet mgm this season we'll be using the bet mgm lines to make all our picks We'll have special offers to our listeners each and every week. We've got some great things going on. Uh, of course, the Suns' playoff watch parties continue tomorrow as they've got Game 5. They're going to be presented by our friends over at Neutral. We've got happy hour pricing, $6, Rally the Valley, margaritas. Great food there. Just had some of the lollipop wings while we were out there on Friday doing our cornhole event. Uh, also had uh, the incredible burger that they've got. So the Knockout Nights Cornhole League. Over the BetMGM Sportsbook, it's the venue where we're going to be hanging out all fall next year, all 2023 season for the Arizona Cardinals. Come hang out with us. We're going to have so many different specials going on. Make sure to hang out with us. Make sure you sign up. Use that BetMGM app and use that bonus code PHNX. Check the show notes for the details, but of course, listen to Shane. Break it down with the disclaimer. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Unbelievably well done, Shane. Yeah, that there. was live. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, you hit that micro machines guy. Uh, uh, speed. It was unbelievable. Four Peaks also unbelievable. Talk so about a great place to go take in a game. Whether you're watching the D backs, you're watching the Suns, you're watching the Coyotes. Uh, next season, it's a great place to go check out any sporting event. Of course, they got all the beers that you want. Great event going on soon. Four Peaks for teachers. Teacher Appreciation Week started up. Today, thank a teacher, nominate them, win grants, four peak swag, grand prize, custom makeover for their teacher's lounge at their school. Go to fourpeaksforteachers.org and nominate a teacher to donate. And of course, they're teaming up for their four peaks for four seats. One lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets for the D tickets with D Bucks. Grab some food, some ice cold wow, some hop knot. And then check out the game. You can find more info on that at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram. The link in their bio. Check out Four Peaks Brew at Four Peaks Pub as well. Keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Got to be 21 years or older. Drink Four Peaks. Please, of course, drink responsibly. But Four Peaks synonymous with the Valley of the Sun, just like all your favorite sports teams at PHNX. So today, Kyle Odegaard, he dropped an article on Compare.Bet, and he was basically outlining what life has been like for Kyler Murray and the new coaching staff at the team facility in Tempe. And we've all seen it on full display. We've been talking about it a lot here on PHNX Cardinals, Johnny and myself, where this, this new regime has been embracing their franchise quarterback. It's been odd to see a, a franchise hit the reset button and kind of do it because when we talk about book, it's easy to do it in basketball when you've got a roster from 12 to 15 guys, but to do it with one guy in football where, you know, in, in an off season where Deandre Hopkins name has been banded about and heavily rumored to be leaving and Buda Baker's requested a trade, everything that you thought you knew about Arizona Cardinals football and some of the certainties are no longer certain. But the one thing we know for sure, despite one, you know, erroneous report from a guy who claims to be an insider, but he just hosts a betting podcast saying that the Arizona Cardinals were talking to the Atlanta Falcons about a draft day trade, despite the team basically embracing their franchise quarterback, that Monty Osfort was the guy that was hired to build around Kyler Murray. And Jonathan Gannon was, was hired to be the head coach to lead Kyler Murray back to prominence and, and back to playing at a high level. And Drew Petzing was going to be the guy that he was going to work with on the offensive side of the football to help him do so. Uh, it would be pretty silly, you know, for them to go to Norman, Oklahoma, celebrate Kyler Murray at this Heisman Trophy Award, you know, statue unveiling, and then just trade him like two weeks later. Just it didn't make any sense. And of course, the tr- contract wise, it's it's nothing that the Cardinals could have realistically even absorbed. Dead cap money wise. So it was it was a ridiculous report. But Kyle kind of painted a picture that we've been doing all offseason long about, you know, how this this organization is is finally embracing him. And Kyler Murray is is kind of is is answering back by embracing this organization as well and doing everything that in, in within his power uh, to get back. And, and, you know, Jonathan Gannon told us, Johnny and myself, this at the Combine that. Kyler was chomping at the bit. He's maintained that to get back as, as soon as possible. He wants to be practicing with his teammates now, but it's the organization is being ultra cautious with it and that they're not going to mess around and they're going to uh, make sure that he doesn't come back too early or do anything that could compromise his long-term health. We're getting Johnny back here as I've droned on and on for this poor audience. No, I apologize. Kyler Murray. We've had some unfortunate technical difficulties. You know, I'm not going to say it's, you know, May 8th on an off-season Monday is the best time to do that, but how's the audio? You sound great. 
Oh man, I've missed you guys. This has been <laughs> the longest 20 minutes of my uh professional life. Uh it's good to see everybody hanging and banging in the chat. What are we talking about? Kyler Murray, Devin Booker, and company. Yeah, we we got through legacy? Kyler Murray. We talked about the Bet MGM sports book. We talked about four peaks. We are we were talking about Kyler Murray's or uh, Kyle Odegaard's article on Kyler Murray, just kind of yeah. where where he outlined a lot of the things that we've been discussing this offseason. And just that, you know, he, he's going to be chomping at the bit and the organization is going to try to slow him down. But, you know, there's been nothing but all parties embracing each other in this situation. Well, I'm going to give you some insight that I wanted to share at the top of the show that I got before the show, just to kind of play on this this narrative with Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray, I know for, for a fact, Kyler Murray and Jonathan Gannon have bonded to some degree over kind of the vitriol hate and kind of the lashing that they've gotten from, let's just call them segments of the internet. And in Gannon's case, you know, you don't think he's going to thrive being able to prove people wrong in his ex franchise, his ex city in Philadelphia. And then the same thing goes with Kyler Murray. I, I think the underdog mentality, the combination of Kyler Murray and Jonathan Gannon cannot be overstated enough that those two individuals feel scorned. I'm not saying Kyler Murray feels scorned by, Cardinal fan base. I think for the most part, Cardinal fans love Kyler Murray. They want to see him succeed. I think it's more so the the shots that he's taken on and off the field for like the last 18 months, those have been festering as he works his way yeah. back from a torn Achilles. And then with JG, it's just like, here's a guy that a lot of people, I mean, they're, it's, they're, they have very similar parallel stories. It's like Gannon, hot commodity, and then suddenly everybody turns on him. Kyler Murray, hot commodity. A lot of people turn on him, and it's like, okay, what are they going to do, specifically Kyler Murray, in his second act? And I think their kind of segmented, simpatico reality here come this fall at State Farm Stadium is going to be very beneficial for Cardinal fans, for the Arizona Cardinals in particular, because you've got two individuals. These aren't fat and happy people. These are people that are driven not only by you know finances and legacy and success, but to prove people wrong. That is the greatest yeah. motivator, I believe, in professional sports. When you can go out there and say, what's being said about me? What's being talked about me? Inner circles around the NFL, around the media. Pro Football Talk has an article about J.G. or Gannon seemingly, or Kyler Murray seemingly every day. It's like, how can I push back on these narratives by winning football games? And I think they're going to do a lot of that together. Yeah, it's a absolutely just huge chip on everybody's shoulder right now. Yeah. And you hope that the, the motivation is going to be met uh, with this, the same, uh, I guess, attitude towards preparation, because I yeah. feel like that's what people, what what's going to be necessary to to kind of overcome where they are at this point in the rebuild to to mm -hmm. surprise anybody. So, uh, but no, I, don't, I I I can see absolutely that they're similar as far as how people have counted them out, despite the successes that they've had at this level. Uh, for 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 people to just brush off the you know, nearly historic defense that Jonathan Gannon coached up and for people to brush off the first three season of Kyler Murray's career is, yeah. is pretty crazy, but it's, it's a, what have you done for me lately league? And, you know, un, you know, Jonathan Gannon, like nobody will, you know, put in perspective that one of the, probably at the end of the day, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in his offense came back against Gannon's defense on the biggest stage in in the Super Bowl. To, to beat him, to beat out yeah. his defense. And, and he's, be, he's been scapegoated. And, you know, I think Kyler Murray hasn't been completely scapegoated as far as how, how this organization bottomed out. And I'm glad mm -hmm. that he wasn't because they've identified that if they're going to move forward, obviously they're attached to him with the, with the contract, but that they need to embrace him and get him back on track to give them the best chance uh, moving forward, especially at that position. Uh, Rashad Newhouse in the chat. I think this is a pretty common theme. I'm an NFL fan, though, just not a Cardinal fan specifically. I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona is looking hard at one of these two quarterbacks at the top of next year's draft. Again, I, I think that we're very much in the mindset that if the Cardinals have the number one pick, either by their pick or Houston's pick yeah. for Caleb Williams, like that's, that's going to be a serious reality that everybody's going to probably have to get on board with. Outside of that, I don't think that they would entertain Drake may over Kyler Murray. Um, yeah. I don't think there's an appetite for that. I think there's a much more realistic chance of a trade down, accumulating more picks. 
Do I think both these picks are going to be relatively high? I think there's a good chance, especially one of them. I think Houston has a better shot to have a worse record because of the fact they play in the QB-rich AFC, whereas the Cardinals play in the NFC and they have a fourth-place schedule and we don't know about their division You know, outside of San Francisco. Let's not count our chi- chips or chicks before they hatch, our chips before we cash out, so to speak. Yeah. I, I think there's so much football to be played. Do both of these picks figure to be incredibly valuable? Absolutely. But I will push back. I like Peter King, and we were going to talk about this in a different segment, but I wanted to bring it up. Peter King put out his power rankings, which I could not give two shits about, but I got tagged in it and people <laughs> DM me about it. And uh, like, I'm not going to say Peter King is irrelevant in the year of our Lord 2023 football lords, but I Peter King's kind of irrelevant now. Peter King puts out his power rankings and he has yeah. the Cardinals dead last, which is not uncommon. That's that's fine. You want to put the Cardinals last. And he has his own tier for the Arizona Cardinals in dead last. You know what it says? Check back in 2025. Check back in 2025 before we can talk about the Arizona Cardinals again. You don't think Gannon and Kyler Murray and everybody sees that? You've got a quarterback who's going to be healthy at some point. He's making almost $50 million. Let's just punt. Let's just punt on this franchise. Check back in 20. That's laughable. It's laughable. And the quickest way to expedite a rebuild is exactly what Monty Austin Ford's doing. It's accumulating draft capital and flushing it on the field. But I'm sure if you looked at the Seahawks bow this time last year, there was a lot of that going on. So it's, I mean, it's one person's opinion. I'd I'd hate for people to check the receipts on what the the horrendous things we said about the Seahawks and and poke fun at them and just had a lot of fun at their expense thinking, hey, this is going to be a top five selecting team. Now they did select top five, but with Denver's pick. And that's right. That's also funny. But I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you can, if, by hitting on draft picks, by accumulating what Monty Osford was able to accumulate in future assets, draft capital, you can kickstart a rebuild. And, you know, it's not the NBA. It, that's where things do change, where it's it's not where you're going to be bad for five seasons. If you do things right at the in the NFL, you can quickly turn a roster and get back to relevance, not contending, probably not playoff contention, but competing week in and week out, putting forth efforts that that fan bases are going to be, you know, excited about because they can see the light at the end of the tunnel by the players that you've de- drafted and developed onto your roster. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little unfair for for, and that's a little bit older, old school mentality by Peter King, by yeah. by, by an older guy that it's going to take you know, check back in 2025. I mean, by 2025, there could be really, really higher, a lot higher expectations for this organization. If things go right. Like you're not paying Kyler Murray, regardless of what you feel about Kyler Murray to, to be average or to be below average, right? When he's healthy, you gave him that money to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to be paid like a top 10 quarterback. So by default, if you're getting top 10 quarterback play out of Kyler Murray, and Jonathan Gannon is not a disaster head coach, which we do not feel like he's going to be, and they can churn this roster and make it respectable in 18 months, there's no reason to believe. Listen, I think they're going to overachieve this fall. To what extent? I don't know. I need to see if Kyler Murray is bouncing around a training camp. Where's DeAndre Hopkins, right? I think there are so many factors that make it interesting, albeit you know intriguing, ahead of our schedule release show on Thursday. But it's like, well, how many games can you project this franchise to win? I think they're the biggest wild card in the entire NFL because of Murray's injury, Hopkins, Buda Baker. Like those are premium NFL players, perennial Pro Bowl, all pro players when they're healthy on the field. And in Murray's case, he plays the most important position. They could have yeah. none of those entities by midseason, or they could have all of those. And that is going yeah. to newsflash impact their win loss total. Let me, let me point this out. I think this is a great comment from Jose in the chat saying, once Gannon gets some games under his belt, other narratives will take its place. I think I think Gannon, being able to be a head coach where the expectations are very low, is great. so good for him. So yeah. great for, for JG. And, and I know he says he cringes when he hears rebuild, but there is more to just putting on the headset, being the CEO, Delegating, obviously, offensive play calling to Petsing, taking over, so you know, and Rollis on the defensive side, and and being confident in your coaching staff, and obviously your own abilities. But it's it, there's a big difference to when you're out there and you're making all these decisions as a head coach because it is there is a learning curve. There is he is going to take his lumps. He is still a relatively young coach at 
40 years old to where he's going to have to go through it as well. And why not with the expectations being as low as they possibly could? Yeah. The only thing that he can do is surprise people. Really? Like that's the only direction he can go. Like, I don't think anybody would be like, well, I thought it was going to be bad. I didn't expect it to be this bad. Well, and can we talk about like the teams that picked in front of Arizona this year before Chicago traded out? Like people are picking Matt Eberflus to be a top coach in the NFC this year and going to the playoffs. They were the worst team in the NFL last year. The Chicago Bears were awful. They had the worst record. Everybody's like, oh, Eberflus, Eberflus. Look at Justin Eberflus. No, <laughs> like, and then look at the team that was picking ahead of them. Houston, there were people who were like, let Levy Smith keep his job. It's only been one year. But, you know, God forbid, Jonathan Gannon wins like six games and his first, people are going to be like, this is unbelievable. Get rid of this guy. Right. It's like, no, no, no. You have preconceived notions. Keep that same energy with the Eberfluses of the world. You remember what Dan Campbell did his first year? Now, he beat the shit out of the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury in December <laughs> that first year. They were like 0-11. They were right. awful. And everybody's like, keep the track. Keep steady. Dan Campbell were bought in. It's like people are going to have their narratives. If you can – and this is where I'll give Cliff Kingsbury credit. Outside of his first year, oh, he kind of lost me. Remember Cliff's first year? They had a clear direction. They played hard. The offense got better. The offense went from historically bad to like 13th via pro football outsiders. You could yeah. see a vision of what they wanted to do. And most importantly, he was getting the most out of Kyler Murray. So it's like, it didn't matter if the Cardinals that first year with Cliff Kingsbury won four games, five games, seven games. Like you could see the maturation process. And we're going to take that same approach with Jonathan Gannon. The team in September, hopefully is going to look radically different come November in a better way than Cliff Kingsbury's team. So I just, the barometer, I'm with you. Like, the, there are going to be so many people that write this team off, and I, I think we're all kind of predicting minimal, if any, primetime games on Thursday. And then yeah. you could look up and say, hey, this, this team's competitive. This team's fun to watch. Oh, look, the NFC is awful, and there's three wildcard teams, and they're around 500 come November, and Kyler Murray's back. They're, that's why I feel like, before we can talk Caleb Williams, and even me, I'm guilty of it, Marvin Harrison Jr. and back-to-back, Take a beat. Oh, man. Remember, Marvin Harrison <laughs> take a beat and remember who's on this roster. And Cardinals, AZ Cardinals, round one, round 11, um, saying right now. The draft the network, Card- those those dirty dogs, they made a, uh, they did a, a uniform swap or whatever you call it. They yeah. photoshopped Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, into a Cardinals it. new red uniform. Oh, my God. That thing went so hard. Is there any doubt oh, that those, like, can we, can we talk about the fact, like, is there any doubt those two players are going to go one, two? Or do you think there's a chance that Drake may go second overall? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a chance if there's a quarterback needy team out there. I mean, you you've got those wild cards like Washington's betting on Sam Howell this year. You know what happens in Atlanta with Desmond See, is Ritter? That, is that a are those realists? Are those real tank jobs? People are bitching and moaning about the Cardinals. Are is Washington with a transition of ownership purposely tanking for for Caleb Williams starting Sam Howell and then? with Arthur Smith on the hot seat with what's going on in Atlanta. Like those feel like purposeful tanks. Whereas the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals are purposely tanking. I mean, I think the real conversation and when Adam Schefter says the Arizona Cardinals can control the 2024 draft, like being so bad to be in the position, even with two first round picks with teams with expectations, like the Cardinals and the Texans, like realistically they control it for players like, or beyond Caleb Williams, because yeah. even you you could tell a team if they needed a quarterback, or we we've said this before, like how many teams w- wouldn't consider Caleb Williams? There's probably five, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you've got you know 28 other or 27 other teams in the league that are going to ha- think long and hard about it. You know, are they going to do? And then there's going to be the, the handful of teams that you couldn't you couldn't give me enough future draft capital or anything for us to trade out of this position. But where right. the Cardinals can control things is if they want if they're if they want Marvin Harrison Jr. and they're sitting at four, they could get up to two or three if they wanted to with their draft capital. Yeah, right. They they yeah. can control things like it. it it's going to come to. I mean, Caleb Williams is going to be who's going to bottom out. Who's going to be really really bad. Who's going to be nearly unwatchable in twenty twenty three. And it's hard. You, you don't bad. want that for your team. You don't want no. you want for that. For your team, well, I don't. I but, don't want it for the for the fan base that had to watch whatever that was last year, especially seven straight yeah. losses. I mean, even the wins for the Cardinals, no shows in the first half against the Raiders, right? 
the only complete performance they had all year, it really felt like was that LA Rams win. Uh, yeah. and a fellow team that was kind of bottoming out. So yeah, I mean, I don't wish that on Cardinal fans. We don't, we don't, let's, let's be clear. We don't root for losses on this show, but when draft season rolls around, it's December and this team's starting trace McSorley. We hint, hint, nudge, nudge at losses in route to getting the top three pick in the <laughs> NFL draft. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Cardinals and uh, where Mike Clay of ESPN feels like they're receiving core ranks. The answer might surprise you, but first, so I was at circle K over the weekend and I was loading up on my snacks and goodies. So I did, I did a two-parter at circle K. I went and saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy with my eight-year-old. And before I, I went was to it? Circle K, it was fantastic. 10 out of 10. Maybe the best in the trilogy. And I and I loaded up on snacks and we lined our pockets. Because, you know, here in Maricopa at the uh, Action Casino, they pat they pat you down. They're like, what's going on here? You got some- what? So, they're yeah, they're like, you got Skittles in there. You got red, red vines in there. So we got to be strategic where we hide our candy. I go and I load up at Circle K. You know, I got the cargo <laughs> shorts on. We're good. To, we're good to go. Don't give me that side eye. So we loaded up our candy, and then I did a twofold. I had leftovers and and my energy drinks ready to go from Circle K for uh, Suns and Nuggets um, game four. So Circle K is where I go for all of my snacks and you know most of my shopping. Let's be frank here, in Maricopa, because I absolutely love Circle K. You should too. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Again, head to circlekcom slash store-locator. That's circlekcom slash store-locator to find a Circle K nearest to you. We need like a Shane Diefenbach disclaimer saying do not smuggle Circle K goods into local movie theaters as well and wherever you smuggle them. And did like did it's a hundred degree day? Are you wearing like a big puffy jacket with a bunch of Circle K goodies underneath? Like what are you? Doing I wasn't. Here? I wasn't repping the pipes. I wasn't. No in... wonder they patted you down. It's like this yeah, guy. We're... This guy is clearly trying to smuggle in at least a couple pounds. Of Circle K Sweet, goodness. Of Swedish fish, of gummy bears, <laughs> score Red bars, fish. right? Redfish. Red, Red fish. fish. The Swedish fish. You're right. Yeah, the, the Swedish fish is lesser than the, the redfish in Circle K. Uh, but I love, I for real, like, we, we have partners. We use them all. We love them all. Like, Circle K is legit five seconds away from my house, and I'm there every day. Yeah. If, if you could legit smuggle in Circle K shirtless, then I got, I got something for you coming up right now. I'm talking about... Our friends over at Manscaped. Okay. If you can if you can smuggle in goodies in the movie theater and you're not wearing a shirt, you've just got a fur sweater from yeah. your chest hair and your back hair or oh, wherever, you need to get in on the performance. <laughs> there you go. You need to get that performance package 4.0. That means you get the okay. lawnmower 4.0, which is waterproof. You got the cordless body trimmer. You got the advanced skin safe technology. That means... No nicks for you. You can yeah. fearlessly manscape your body. The Weed Whacker 2.0. Nobody likes nose hairs. And pulling nose hairs, the single most painful thing in the world. It will bring a tear to my eye immediately. Cross preserver, crop preserver, and of course, crop reviver. That oh. uh, you got the ball deodorant, the ball toner. Of course, you want to tone things up. And anti-chafing. We got two free gifts going on. How about the shed travel bag? That's a thirty-nine dollar mm. value. And a patented manscaped boxers. Nice. Uh, yeah, you got to check it out. Also, if you're wearing sandals and it is sandal season, it's been for a while, got to clean up those nails. Some of us have some ugly nails. Uh, get those shears 2.0 nail kit. Get those things nice nice and cleaned up, and people won't be disgusted when you have your, your toes, these your little piggies showing in, in movie theater, wherever you may be. <laughs> Check you things know, out. 20, 20% off. Free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Use the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Get 20% off. Free shipping with the code PHNX manscaped.com. Trim your testicles. Chesticles. <laughs> Trim your chesticles with the besticles. <laughs> Burn this tape. Burn this show. Burn this tape. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, who's producing? Is Emma back there? Uh, Emma is just the- beside herself. She's <laughs> disgusted with us. First of all, I didn't know that you guys, like, trimming nose hairs 
that was like a thing you that, you guys, your oh, nose that you guys do. I didn't mm-hmm. know I, that that was a thing. There's not a part of me that I don't have to trim if I choose to. Ears, <laughs> eyebrows, nose, everything. Ears? Like, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Fuck you mean ears? Um, there's hair grown out of your ear. Italian man, all five, six and a half. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I got hair everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm as hairy as they get. So my, I, uh, real talk. My lawnmower 4.0 gets so much use in my household. It's absurd. Like I, I use my lawnmower all day, every day. When I'm not on air, I'm lawnmowering it up. You know what's the worst thing is when the hair on the feet. I don't have hairy feet, but if you've got hairy feet, the lawnmower 4.0 will take care of that yeah. real quick, real quick. Um, so this is, yeah, it's, is it too much information or is it just right for this show here on a Monday? Uh, I want to get to this. Just right. I think so too. Uh, trim and testes, Han dollar 99 super check. Can't wait for Caleb and Marvin next year. Listen, we're going to get to a point next fall in yeah. the next fall, October, November, when we I'm can have those, we can have those conversations or not. And I think it's a win-win cards are more competitive than we think. Hell yeah. Cards aren't great. Houston's not great. Let's get our binoculars out and, and look ahead to April and check out Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison jr. And we're going to be diving deep into the prospects this fall to keep things honest with you as it relates to the Cardinals and just their bounty of picks next year. You absolutely love to see it. But in the meantime, Bo, Mike Clay of ESPN, who has sometimes shit on this franchise for good reason, um, put out his rankings of uh, top receiving units in the NFL. Just receiver, not tight end, but just receiving units. And how about this? Arizona Cardinals. Albeit with DeAndre Hopkins, who may or may not play for them, sixth best in the NFL ahead of teams like the Chargers, who have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quinton Johnson ahead of Tampa, ahead of the Raiders. He's got the Cardinals with D-Hop, Rondell Moore, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Michael Wilson, and Greg Dorch as a top six receiving unit in the NFL. How about it? We're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. I think you can even move him up to five. Yeah, I, I think Brandon Cooks is a little cooked, and I think Michael yeah. Gallup is fine. CeeDee Lamb is obviously emerging. Um, yeah. What do you have, 1,200 yards, 100 receptions last year? So, uh, But, yeah, Brandon Cooks, a little bit long in the tooth. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is obviously with the qualifier that, you know, you get healthy hop you in Hollywood Brown. Yeah. That one-two tandem can be solid. Uh, and then it just depends on if you can get Rondell Moore out of the training room. And then, and same goes for Michael Wilson. And, you know, you got a guy in Greg Dortch that's going to compete each and every down. I, I think that they could certainly, they could definitely be a top five unit. Um, and then, yeah, look at these other ones. It's Seahawks like, are overrated. Can I just say that? Like, you think like, that, well, they're a top, they're a top five group for sure, though. You think yeah, so? they're, they're not better than Miami. I don't think they're better than Philadelphia. I would take Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown over Metcalf and Lockett tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with that. I absolutely um, agree with that. And Jackson, Jackson with, hasn't played in NFL. On the line, when the game is on the line, I would much rather take a Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown over a, a Metcalf and Lockett. And Jackson Smith like, we don't know about hasn't played JSN. Yeah, he hasn't played his snap yet in the in the NFL. Man, if you're my if you're the Minnesota Vikings, like you have the best receiver probably in football, and what are you doing behind him? I know they took Addison, who's small. Osborne's fine; he's a good player. And, but... and Miami's doing it with two guys because the the rest of the guys on I mean, Cho- Robbie Anderson is on that list. I mean, Cho- like the he, we know that he has no business being. I mean, Braxton Berrios we played a little slot for the Jets for a while, but it's it's all about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and that's all. Yeah, these these teams are. I mean, most of these lists are top heavy. I would say. The Cardinals have probably the best chance at a lot of those teams with their list. Like we all feel like, okay, let's, let's fast forward. Let's play hypothetical here. Kyler Murray's healthy. D hops on the team. Hollywood Brown's healthy. Like that's a phenomenal duo that we thought we were going to get last year. I don't think there's any reason to believe not believe. I'm sorry that if Greg Dorch plays like he did last year and he's your number three receiver, like Greg Dorch should have over 500 yards receiving. That's a damn good number three receiver when you figure that Hollywood and D hop are your top two, like Greg, Greg Dorch to me, if, if, if they just said enough, Rondell, we're not having it anymore. We're not having you torpedo game plans. We're not having you in the training room. We're just going to commit. Greg Dorch is our number three. And then Michael Wilson's, you know, subbing in, they're they're doing some special team stuff. And those are your top three guys. I would put that group 
it, uh, against most groups in the NFL. Because uh, I think, of course, D-Hop, 1,400 yards, Hollywood Brown, 1,100 yards, and then Greg Dorch. Man, Greg Dorch with targets, five to 700 yards, I think, consistently. I think he would be very, very solid slot receiver. Or, or if Michael Wilson emerges, the good thing is you you flooded that wide receiver three with yeah. numbers. Yeah. Our guy Max came in. He's, he's, he's informing us that we've lost all sponsorships from this show because of this show this this we've show lost every single sponsorship that we've talked about today uh this is but, quite the show this is gonna go in the x-file <laughs> it's the dark web show it's gonna be scrubbed from the internet yeah like you're just <laughs> it's made a trimming joke uh off air yeah it was a dad joke what, yeah what one of these days man one of these days you'll just yeah yeah i i you know what to, to, to be Look, serious here, in the do, what, how ahead. many games did we get last year of Hollywood and, and DeAndre Hopkins on the field together? I, I'm going to say over under is three. Well, how would you feel if I said yeah. that? Because remember, Hollywood immediately got hurt. Yeah. So um, he, he, he injured himself. He got injured in Seattle. And then D Hop came back in week six or week seven for so they, the Thursday night game. Went yep. crazy. And Here, then a, we didn't see we didn't see Hollywood Brown until after Mexico in late November. I want to say they both played against the Broncos, 24-14. Jalen Blair saying one game is the Chargers they, game. No, they played they played together against the Broncos. They were together in that game. The game Yeah, but after, that was that was uh Colt McCoy. Well, you're just asking how many games did they play together. Yeah. You mean with Kyler? I, I, yeah, I it should, was I should say that. It was Kyler, just, so, it was and I think that's what Jalen Blair's confirming too. Is Kyler Murray was here's the, here, there. Here's the line. He was playing Hop. like they started against the Patriots until Kyler went down. D Hop against the Chargers, four for 87, 20, 22 yards per catch. Good God. Touchdown. And then Hollywood first came back from injury, about 50 yards receiving. Um, James Conner was your third receiver. Why Greg Dorch didn't get any targets in the passing game, I don't know. But James had a good day on the ground, one, 120 on the ground. Uh, Cardinals, Cardinals should have won that game. Leading tackler that day, Isaiah Simmons, with a sack and a pass defense. I had to throw that out there. I, I was told well, I don't give enough love for there was, there was Well, I mean, you're talking about the Chargers game? Yeah. I mean, he could have had a tackle against Austin Eckler that kept him out of the end zone. I, you said it. I didn't say conversion. that. You yeah, I'm just saying. Just give him the full full picture. That's what you get from him. <laughs> you get the good and the bad, right? Is that the is that the he was all over he thing? was all over the field that day though. And Doc's car, it's not bad for a bus. Listen, there are varying <laughs> degrees of being a bus. Oh, are you throwing varying degrees? Varying degrees of a bus. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. People have come at me on Twitter okay. and said I'm very too I'm too hard on a 23 year old with you know the world in his hands and you know doing really well in life. Okay, I'll I'll pump the bread. I want Isaiah Simmons to do well. I don't want him to not do well. But I have three years of evidence that mm, this is probably what we're getting. It's probably what we're getting. It's a, you're getting a guy who's not getting up his fifth year option. Um. <laughs> What else is going on? Let's, you know what? Here's what you're not giving up. You're not giving up a bunch of money to go buy great quality furniture over at More Furniture. More Furniture gearing up for their Memorial Day sale. You can save up to 50% over at More Furniture. They got great deals online as well, cyber uh, deals going on, door busters. You don't want to miss out on, you definitely don't want to miss out on the white glove delivery. They'll deliver the furniture that you purchased, they'll set it up for you, they'll get rid of all the packaging, they'll get everything dialed in for you. Get what you need for your house, your apartment, your condo, morefurniture.com. Get in on that white glove delivery. They help furnish our studios. They're unbelievable right now. Uh, watching games here, is, it's so comfy. It looks great. Check out, save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head over to morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. I mentioned at the top of the show before uh, my mic uh, decided not to cooperate, but GoPHNX.com, the merchandise locker uh, to support the Phoenix Suns, to support PHNX. Check out the merchandise locker, all Suns, PHNX Suns gear. Buy one, get one half off. If you have not seen the robust list of quality Suns apparel, check it out. PHNX merchandise locker, GoPHNX.com. I can't wait to dabble here. I've already got my Slim Reaper shirt, which is fantastic. It complements on that on the reg. I've got all different sizes, shapes, and sizes 
t-shirts from the merchandise locker for the Suns. They're a couple I've had my eye on for a day like today. So go and take advantage. These are premium shirts at not a premium price. Buy one, get one 50% off. You cannot beat that. As load up on Suns gear because it feels like we're we're in the midst of hopefully the, the Renaissance here as they make their their headway into the Western Conference Finals. At least I think so, Bo. Mo, there's there's more to that, right? Oh yeah. So if you head over to GoPHNX Locker, there is a brand new shirt, a T-shirt. We have not released it mm-hmm. on social wow. yet. Wow. We have not put it on any show. What if a treat. You go, you can get shirt. it, and it's also included in that deal. So if you want to buy yeah. a different shirt and get that one for free or vice versa, you can do that as well. Check it out. Like we it. got merch that's not even being promoted yet, and it's you like, can get it half off. It's like a like a you know ever go to a speakeasy restaurant or a club or anything. Sure. It's like it's like a speakeasy yeah. shirt. Like hey, you didn't hear <laughs> from us, but go knock on the door three do times. Like the secret time. whistle or do yeah. the secret knock. That's right. That's that's you right now at phnxlocker.com. <laughs> uh, and then also buy the Bird Gang Till I Die t-shirt because it's phenomenal. I'm I'm not quite you know ready to to sport it yet because I, w- I want to be all manscaped up the first time I sport it. I'll probably <laughs> sport it at a BetMGM uh, site, but uh, get together. But how was Friday night? BetMGM Sports. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, we had some ringers out there in Cornhole. They were, it was like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, type display of shooting yeah. bags. Uh, but it was a good time. It was beautiful out there on the Great Lawn. I was out there the next night for the concert, uh, the country concert out there, Chris Stapleton, George Strait. You might as well just I live at State Farm I Stadium. I saw Zayvon Collins there just okay. navigating the crowds at the same stadium that he plays football on, and nobody yeah. bothered him. Not a single I person. Think- I would think most people would be like, he's big because he is. He's six five. He's six huge. And a half. Him and Cardinals former long, long snapper Aaron Brewer. They were hanging out it's, together, and then we saw Kyler like, was there too. It's like you saw you see somebody that size. Like that guy's got to be a professional athlete. And then then you would Google him and yeah. go up to him. That, that's that's shocking to me. It's like <laughs> maybe people are just being respectful and letting him kind of uh, do his thing. Han doing his thing. Super chat dollar ninety nine. How about that D book? Listen, what what more can you say? And I think. I think there's some good vibes right now with with Kyler Murray and Devin Booker. I like being able to see posts as cliche and ridiculous as it sounds about Devin Booker and Kyler Murray together, mutual respect. You know, people people laugh when I'm like top of their game. Kyler Murray's a quarterback that has a you know $250 million contract. Like he's a top quarterback in the NFL, whether you want him on the team or not. And like people like Devin Booker, like game respects game. I I didn't get to go into my, you know, rant at the top of the show because of mic problems. But basically, it's just like if Devin Booker feels like like K1 has earned his respect and vice versa, like that's good enough for me. Like I I, I know Kyler Murray can ball. I saw it in high school in Oklahoma. I saw it when he first got here and we've had a little yeah. bit of a hiccup. And now there's some grownups in charge like that fires me up. And I also like I love seeing Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown like courtside yeah. rep rep in the valley like. I, I know right. that that can get overplayed or underplayed. Like, like Aaron Rodgers repping the Knicks or hanging out in New York. Like, people are all over that. It's like Kyler Murray courtside. People are like, oh, his outfit's stupid. And like, come on now, you yeah. can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, he's he's trying to ingratiate himself and and support the the you know the place that he lives and wants to win for. I think that's great. Devin Booker is superstar status. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's, you know, obviously he's been the best kept secret in sports for, for far too long. Mm-hmm. He had to deal with uh, another dysfunctional franchise. It was the dysfunctional franchise of the Valley uh, for far too long. And, and he was able to get out from under bad ownership, bad front office decisions and yeah. lead the, the sons out of a rebuild. Right. But he also, you know, he was, he was blessed with the abilities that he was given, right? And then he was he put in, and this is like the distinct difference between people who could be a superstar and guys who are superstars. And it's putting in the work and doing this and, and paying attention to details because Devin Booker wouldn't be able to navigate, uh, you know, opposing defenses like he does and just completely wear them down from basically from deep, from, from the mid-range game to, to everything that Devin Booker does to impact the game. Kyler Murray needs to do that part of the, of his job. 
Yeah. In, in yeah. order to reach that level. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough to have that conversation now with people not pushing back immediately. But to your point, Kyler Murray has superstar potential. Devin Booker is a superstar. 100%. And I think you can be more of an introvert and do well in the NBA and win championships. I mean, Kawhi Leonard it has a lot of introvert qualities, right? And he's won multiple championships. Yeah. Like, we ask more of our quarterbacks. You've got to take the burden of an entire franchise in 53. I mean, it's just, it's a testosterone heavy environment, 53 men looking to kill each other. I mean, that you got to be in command of that, right? And, and the, you know, five on five basketball, very different than line of scrimmage, 11 on 11, and, you know, picking apart Pete Carroll on a Sunday. That's, that's tough stuff, man. That's tough to do. And I've seen Kyler Murray do it. So I know he can do it again. And uh, I'm confident that he will as a member of this uh, franchise. Later this week, we're going to be doing a different showtime Thursday as they've announced that the schedule unveil or reveal is going to go down. Uh, and Adam Schefter pointed out a couple things, a couple changes to the schedule this season uh, are coming our way that the NFL is not going to have, or it's going to have a Black Friday game. So not only do you get the three games on Thanksgiving, you get a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Games don't necessarily belong to networks any longer, so all games are free agents. Wow. And then teams can be on Thursday night football twice. Now, that's a key thing for the Cardinals when they're when there's really not a whole lot of fanfare be, behind this team and the expectations that they're going to be one of the worst uh, teams in the league. You know, are they even getting are they going to get that token Thursday night game? That's in jeopardy. And this exactly to kind of piggyback that not all teams are guaranteed to have a prime time spot. So the Cardinals could be without a prime time game this year. It's very, it's very realistic that that happens. And you know what? That's okay. Let them get flexed yeah. in at the end of the year. If they earn it, you know, you know, our wives aren't going to complain. If we, we don't have to cover a late game. We, I like when this team plays in their window under the radar, because historically they've played better, Right nationally televised games with this franchise, as everybody pointed out on Twitter today, when I tweeted that it's like, it's just, they're not hand in hand yet, unless your name's Bruce Arians. He was seemingly the only coach that could do it. And Ken was not in the playoffs. So um, yeah, it's the, the schedule release this year is going to be a little bit more methodical than in years prior. But again, first month comes out and it's not, you know, a gauntlet like last year. We'll see what this team trots out a quarterback and uh, we'll go from there. In the meantime, Hey, Thanks for sticking with us today. Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. I'm Johnny Venerable. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We are back manana on a Tuesday. In the meantime, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Check out the merchandise locker. So many deals going on. Stay tuned for PHNX Mercury. We'll see you tomorrow.